What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Cross from me, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And we're back for the 19th, right? 19th? Uh, I believe so. I believe that this is the 19th, and that means next week's the big 2-0. The big 20th. But yeah, we got the 19th to worry about right now. 19th episode of the Press Breaker Podcast, guys. Thank you for tuning in for whatever week in a row you're tuning in. And if you're new, uh, if you turn out to enjoy this episode, go ahead and hit that like button. Subscribe to the podcast. I don't know where you're listening to us at, but, you know, do the equivalent of that on wherever you're watching us at. And today we got a good one for you guys. Um, it's it's the nice. We got a nice detailed episode. We have it down to the science, down to the T on what we're going to be talking about, down to the minute mark. And uh, if you want to just go ahead and uh, run run that uh, through with us, uh, Garrett, tell the people what we're doing. So this whole detailed thing that Mac is talking about doesn't exist. He <laughs> he has completely lied to everyone and you should never trust him again. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, we just we thought last week went really well. Just kind of winging it and going with with the, just kind of a irregular flow, if you will. And so we're going to go with that again, just kind of see what pops in our heads and just kind of go with like that and keep it a little more organic, I'd say. Would yeah. Be the best way for me to describe it. And uh, anyway, guys, if my voice sounds a little lower quality or a little worse than it usually does, I'm so sorry. My Audio-Technica microphone uh, slash headset that I used to record with randomly crapped out on me last night in the middle of me playing Call of Duty Vanguard. I just... I, it just died. The headset literally died. So I had to go to Walmart today, buy a Logitech headset. So if the quality is not that good, I'm sorry. Should be getting a studio microphone here very soon. Hopefully before the next episode. So I should be sounding super duper crisp next weekend or next weekend beyond. Um, but yeah, if I sound bad today, I apologize. Uh, it should only be a one week thing. Um, so yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, that literally. It, uh, literally, like I was just playing cod and all of a sudden i can't hear out of my left ear and everything's just coming out of my right ear you just knew you knew it was the downfall yeah i was like oh my goodness which i guess the microphone probably still works and i guess i could have used it if i didn't already box it up and prepare to send it back to audio technica for repair i don't know i might just end up getting a completely i might just stick with this headset i don't know oh well anyway you'll figure i think it's i think it's fair to touch on our favorite teams for just a little bit. Um, I agree. Just because look in. Yeah, just because you know, people that watch people that are watching might be Toronto fans or might be Minnesota fans. So imagine being a Minnesota fan. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and go first. Toronto, six and six. Um, they were on a five game win streak. They did start off the season one and three, then they went on a five game winning streak to become six and three. Now they're on a three game loss streak. But the thing is, they are playing a very, very short-staffed Philadelphia team tonight. Um, I think Garrett can run through it, through the injuries, but I think it was, what, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Matisse Seibel? Yep, it looks like Tobias might be playing, but the other three are still out. And then, obviously, Ben Simmons is uh, nowhere to be found. Okay, so, so, yeah, as of right now, actually, I'll make sure... I give it deliver it correctly. Seth Curry is questionable and is listed as day to day, and there's still been no update on him. So I would lean towards he's probably not playing tonight, mm. if I had to yeah. guess. But rough loss though, regardless, for them a few nights ago yeah. to the Celtics. 
Um, Celtics have a chip on their shoulder, though, man. They started off the season really bad, and everybody was questioning the duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and they're starting to step up. So, you know, that's cool. Glad to see that. Uh, I don't even know if Jalen Brown's been playing. Oh, really? Uh, Hold on. He, he did not play against the Raptors last night. Um, oh, okay. Wow, that's... He did not play when they played the Mavericks, and they only lost that game by three when they played the Mavericks. Mm. And I don't know if you – hold on, let me check the – I'm just going to go back three games. He did play against C. So, yeah, he's been out two games, and they're one and one without him with a mm. very close loss to the Mavericks, who are pretty solid. So, Oh, wow. Um, maybe maybe they're better? Well, I don't know. Is maybe. That a, is, but, is that a question? You know, just some things I want to touch on with the Raptors, though. Pascal Siakam is back. He only scored eight points last night, though. So, kind of tragic, but he'll find his footing. Uh, Scotty Barnes leading the team again in uh, points with mm. 21. Gary Trent with 14. Freddie with 16. OG Ananobi with 14, 4, and 5 with a steal and a block. Uh, Svi Mikhailik actually popping off 10 points. 100% from uh, 3. Or, no, sorry, 0% from 3. He only took only one. Shot one. That's only weird. shot one. But yeah. uh, he had 100% from the free throw line. Uh, so that's cool. But he did shoot 67% from the field. So, hey, that mid-range is really starting to look up. Uh, Precious Sachua not getting the starting spot anymore now that Siakam is back. Um, positionless basketball in Toronto. That's the name of the game. Um, Chris yep. Boucher and Malachi Flynn still not showing up with the, for the season. So far, they just really haven't been able to find their footing. Goran Dragic, still DNP. Probably look to have him traded in the next few months, I would assume. It's just weird situation over there in Toronto. They've got the talent. They just can't really form it together. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with the eight-man rotation they're running. Because if it's me, I'm running uh, probably a nine-man rotation. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, running a nine-man rotation, not playing Banton as much. Wow. Or if all, at all, and giving Malachi those minutes, and then Chris Boucher up in his minutes, and I'd go nine-man. Keep Mikhail Luke um, in his minutes. I'm, I don't agree with you necessarily on the yeah, I don't know Chris Banton Boucher's at all. Minutes. I just thought. I just thought. Yeah. Uh, Chris Boucher is now 29 years old. Shout out to him. He just had a birthday the other day, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, no, he didn't. Oh, wow, really? He was born in January. Oh, okay. I Never think, mind. unless they have... That's well, yeah, reference this... is classifying him as 29. I guess because he'll be 29 at the end of the season. Um, So his birthday is coming up, actually. He he'll, will yes, be turning is. 29. He's just not doing what he normally does, man. Like, I feel like the run of Chris Boucher has unfortunately fizzled out. And I really hope I'm wrong when I say that. But unfortunately, I just really don't think I am. I don't think you are either because he's had – he obviously started out the season getting 20 minutes a game, 15, 20 minutes a game off the bench, which is normal, right? That's his normal minutes amount, and he produced really well last season with that amount, and now he's just kind of folded. Yeah. I don't – I don't. again, I don't – you would, have, would know more about it than I do, but it seems like it's just kind of just – It's literally he's explain. just fizzled out. Yeah, there's that, nothing that's... to explain. He just doesn't – produce yeah. anymore and i mean it might be it might be some sort of a mental block or maybe a nervous patch because he does have kim birch we has to fight with minutes for along with pressure statua now along with pascal siakam but you know he had to fight 
as well, when he started getting good, he had to fight with Mark Gasol for that half season. He had to fight with uh, Siakam and, uh, God, I'm going blank, Serge Ibaka. Yep. And, uh, you know, he ended up besting them. And I feel like that's a little bit more elite company than Precious Achua and Delano Banton and Pascal Siakam and, you know, all them. So, I don't really understand, besides the fact that I really just think he's fizzling out. Yep, uh, I agree. It's kind of crazy. And, like I said, we had that power forward ranks at the beginning of the season. I had him in, my, like, my top seven or something. I felt really good about him after his last year. I thought he would just get better because, you know, he's kind of technically in his prime, right? Yeah. But, obviously, that was a incorrect assumption thus far, which, of course, we're only 12 games in. A lot could change. There's still... 70 Still games a lot left. of basketball left. So, yep. Uh, and I want to touch on Pascal real quick. I liked what he brought last night. Eight points, seven boards, three assists, two steals in 30 minutes, you know. And I thought it was interesting. He was very passive for Pascal Siakam. Only sh- took seven shots. Yeah, and that's I mean, clearly to be fair, it is the second game back, so. Correct, but, you know, I figured he'd want to kind of get in the groove and stuff. But, obviously, he's deferring to Scotty and OG, Gary Trent, and Van Vliet, who've been playing and are playing good, right? Like, what, that's good to see, I think. Yeah, I, think I love it's a positive that, that he's for, not. Man. I think it's po- that's a positive. The pass was like, I'm not going to try and take away from what these guys are doing. I'm just going to try and work myself in whenever I get like. And he still did other things too. I think that was good. Yeah. So they do just need to figure it out. Like that, I like the Raptors, and I do not think they're a six and six team. I think they should be, uh, probably ten and two. Is that right? Yeah, ten and two, nine and three, something like, of I the think sort. They're somebody. They're a team that's good enough to be there, in my yeah. opinion. Honestly, man, so. I have a very, a very bad opinion when it comes to the Raptors community. Um, about it, I a lot of people on Raptors Twitter they praise Pascal Siakam, and don't get me wrong, he is worth praising, but I really think they should try to make a splash and package him and Goran Dragic together. To land a elite center, because yeah, I don't, I don't if you think it. about it, the starting lineup of Fred, uh, GTJ, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and then an elite center, you're almost right back up there with championship contention. When you have mm-hmm. Spy Mikhail Luke, who's you know averaging eight point one points a game off the bench, he's doing perfectly fine. Precious Achua averaging eight and nine off the bench, he's doing just fine. Six and six for Kem Birch. That could be up a little, but I mean, not bad. And then you have Delano Banton and Malachi Flynn who could come in and give you good role player minutes. Yeah, like an elite center is exactly what this team needs to be a contender. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know who needs a lot to be a contender? The Timberwolves. <laughs> Here's what I just, I was just kind of thinking about as we're talking, thinking about how I was going to get into this and talk about how they're bad. You want to know? Now, granted, they were playing Golden State last night. Who's the best team in the NBA right now? Can't really dispute that. I cannot wait to get into that here in a minute. But, but regardless, that's this. I kind of know how you're a bad team. Anthony Edwards scored 48 last night, and they lost by 13. Ah, oh, like, man. Mm. In my opinion, the NBA in the NBA, when you have a dude scoring 50 ish, you're probably winning, or you should win, right? Yeah. Unless you're bad. And yeah. that's hey, what the table is. Hey, shout are. out to Wiggs, though. 35 last night, man. Only missed Dunked five all shots all game, man. Oof. Wiggins just was getting crapped on so hard for so many years. And he got to Golden State, and, like, you could just tell he was just, like, 
going to do his own thing. And he looked good last year, and he looks better this year. Like, he, he's just, like, honed in. Like, he's going to play how he's going to play, and he's not going to worry about anything else. And I like it. Yeah. I like man. to see it. I agree. I agree. I mean, he averaged 19, almost 19 last season. He averages 19 on his career, almost 20, which is kind of crazy uh-huh. that he gets pooped on all the time because those yep. are good numbers, man. Like, if you average 20 for your career, you are a good NBA player, a very good NBA player. I agree. Uh, But, yeah, back to the Timberwolves. Wiggins, ex-Timberwolves player. So, Zach Levine, crazy that we don't have either of those players. Um, Anyways, yeah. I'd take both of them over D'Lo fact oh well yeah uh, that's not even a question uh well that's pretty much what it's turned into but then you have ant and that he's pretty good uh anyways the Timberwolves, i don't know their roster still doesn't look that bad but obviously it just doesn't it's just one of those things like it doesn't click i hate to compare it to this because obviously it's not the same caliber but like you gotta think like when the lakers did carl malone gary payton Shaq, and kobe for like a big blockbuster guaranteed championship year yeah. You know, like when they when somebody tries to put a roster together that that good, most of the time it just doesn't happen. Obviously the Timberwolves are not a championship contender, but it's like the same concept. Like this roster just doesn't work. It's clear that it doesn't work. We officially have it all healthy outside of D'Lo missing like two games, and they still haven't they still don't win. Like they started out three and one, they looked good, and they weren't playing the best teams, but it it's it was like they still were playing well. And now it's just all falling apart. They've lost six straight and i think most of them have been by double digits so yeah man and i think uh, i think you just have to get rid of these young guys that just aren't panning out for you like josh akogi like he brings a lot oh, to bro, the table so defensively bad, but oof. shout out that's a shout out nas reed though 16 points last night here's the only people i would say are untouchable in my opinion Anthony Edwards, uh, hold on, let me go look at the roster real quick. I have to keep it in my head. Uh, in my opinion, Ant, yeah, I was gonna say Ant and uh, probably Malik Beasley. Ant, I think only untouched. Ant, Ant, Nas, Malik, and Jaden, and maybe Jared Vanderbilt are people I would not try and trade right now, just because of either a they don't have any value, or b they just are solid role players. You might as well keep your role players, or they're outperforming right? their value. Exactly. Like, they're just like, you might as well just keep those guys, right? Yeah. And then, like, Cat, D'Lo, just shop them. I mean, yeah, you don't want to make Ant unhappy and have a worse team, but, like, they're still losing. What's he going to do if they're still losing? But now you have picks you can bring in, maybe, or other young guys that can just kind of go along with him and be on the same level as him. Because D'Lo and Cat, yes, they're still, quote-unquote, young, but those two and Ant are at different stages in their career. Ant can hang around on a bad team for a couple more years before he's got to worry about moving on. Yeah. Those two are at the point where they want to win now, and, like, why wouldn't they? They're 28. So, like, I get it. If I was the Timberwolves, I'd be trying to shop both of them and just see how much I can get, almost do, like, a Sam Preston type thing. See if you can get a bunch of picks or whatever and just kind of go into the next two years as, like, a solid rebuild, even though they've been rebuilding forever. So... I think it is high time for Cat to get out of there. We've seen it time and time again. They try to build the team. They try to do this, try to do that, and it just doesn't work. So when when is Cat finally going to just nut up and say, I don't deserve this, I'm better than this, and go to a new team? I don't know, but he needs to assume because this is the best roster they're going to be able to put around him, to be honest. 
I agree. I don't see because there's so much money and things tied into it now, and everybody is not as valuable as they're making as much as they're making money. So it's just kind of like what like this is the best it's going to get. And if they can't win, obviously you want to give it till the trade deadline, see if they can turn it around. Like I said, we're ten games in, ton of time left, but they need to turn a win streak going like right now to make to kill this losing momentum. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, how about how, oh, I, I was gonna say yeah they lost to Golden State last night and speaking of them, dear oh, yeah, God, go Stephen Curry, <laughs> bro, they're so good, dude. Stephen Curry just it's almost like he knows that he's a unanimous MVP and he knows that he's a three time Finals winner, and like you can tell it in the demeanor that he plays, right? He's mm-hmm. not trying to prove himself. He's literally just flexing on the whole league. Well, I, I like, used to hate on Steph just because I guess I thought it was cool. I don't know. I, I don't know if I actually ever hated Steph. You know, like legitimately disliked him. Yeah. But it's like, and it is very enjoyable to watch him play. Yeah. I because agree. he does things you think no, he he's just lucky, but nah, he's just that good. He is yeah. just that good at what he does that it's just looks like it's all luck and not still. Like, and I think the question could be asked at this point, do they even need to play back, right? They're playing so, obviously, it helps, but, like, what if he kind of messes with the flow a little bit? That question could be asked now. Like, everything is going so well for that team. Everybody's roles are, like, so molded out at this point that they haven't had him for two years. Like, maybe they, maybe they shouldn't force him right back into the starting line. Maybe they should minute restrict him, keep him off the bench, and, you know, kind of let the offense and the team kind of keep the way it's trending right now. Yeah, man. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a tough question because he could get hurt again, A, and and you also know he's not going to suck because he just shoots the ball. Like, he's not going to lose that. Yeah. So it's so crazy to me how as a team they don't average like very many points but they just win all the time. <laughs> like I you think have, it also you have Steph averaging 27, uh Jordan Poole averaging almost 18, Andrew Wiggins averaging crazy. 17, and then Damian Lee averaging 12 and then your next person is Draymond with 7. So it's like their scoring doesn't look that good, but they're just doing it. Like they're they're just they're just winning games. They're doing it. I don't know how. I, I think the kicker, like you said, Draymond's next seven. I, I'm pretty sure that Gary Payton and then Otto Porter and Bialitsa all probably average close to that too. So it's just like they have multiple guys right there at that tier, and that's kind of what propels them because their bench isn't crazy, but their bench does exactly what it needs to do because you know that those three. Players Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Steph are going to carry the load when they're yeah, in. Like, Jordan not... Poole is a freaking maniac. I love that guy. Uh, yeah. Do you remember last year when he just wasn't getting played? Yeah. Towards the, towards the middle of the year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy yeah. now that he's just he's he in it? First, I'm, sure, I'm sure Steve Kerr's kind of like, man, kind of wish I would have kept playing him. Uh, nah, That's because he got thought... the seventh pick with Jonathan Kaminga. That's true. So the weirdest seven. thing. I took from yeah, he was seven. the Warriors. So the year that D'Lo was on the Warriors, right, for half a year, and then the Warriors last year, 
Jordan Poole, Eric Pascal, all those dudes got a lot of minutes, a lot of experience. Well, then last year, Steve Kerr just didn't give them opportunities. And I thought that was so weird. Yeah, I found that obviously, weird, too. Because it's like they were obviously going to contribute. They played on in like a worst-case scenario situation without Steph and on a team that just wasn't good. And then you give them Steph back and just a healthy, good team, you would think he'd want to play him more, and they just didn't. And also, I need to bring this up before I forget about it. You know what me and you forgot to talk about last week with the Warriors? What? James Wiseman hasn't been playing either. Oh, my God. Yeah, he hasn't. Right? right? Oh, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I totally forgot about James Wiseman. What I only he? remember. He's out for the he's season, hurt. isn't he? No, no. He's, oh. he's on his way. He's like, uh, he should be back around the same time as Clay or before, I think. Okay. Dude, the Warriors are about to get a huge power spike, and they're already 10-1. and one. That that's I I think I saw a TikTok or something talking about Draymond mentoring James Wise and I was like holy balls! I, me and you didn't even talk about him. We were just talking about Clay and forgot he existed. Yeah, which I guess is fair because you don't hear anything about him ever. No. Let's you know what you you go. Well, let's look up James Wiseman real quick. Let's see what his timetable for return is. James Wiseman. Um, I think on Basketball Reference, I think you can check it. Can you? Thanksgiving you week. Oh, is okay. What, so pretty is close. MB, NBC Sports said James Wiseman could return to Warriors by Thanksgiving week. So, yeah, he's moving along. Yeah. That's wild that we didn't even think about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he got cleared for full team practices last week. So that is... he's, he's pretty much right on the edge of coming back. Yep, he's being edged right now. Um, But, dude, how about Gary Payton, man? Highlight love play it. after highlight play. I love it. I like. I was really rooting for him when he first came to the league. Obviously, he wasn't good. Wasn't getting chances. Whatever you want to say, he's made a jump now. He is. He is making himself money, as you as you would say. He is trying to prove he can be a role player in this league and stick till he was ready to retire. You know right? what's That's crazy? What I, I don't mean to backtrack, but uh. We got to see Gary Trent Jr. play before he was good in high school. Like, before he really had a name to him, remember? Yeah, I do, and he scored 43. No. Yes. Dude, no. I met, I literally met his dad, Gary Trent, and... The biggest really, dude I've ever seen in my yeah, freaking life. Yeah, I didn't even really care about his son, to be honest, but now he's on my favorite team. I really care. Let's talk about that. Gary Trent was a six six center. Yeah. Just because he was buff, he could be a center. Uh yeah, Gary Trent is like top ten all time in scoring a hoop fest like a single game, top ten single game scoring. I'm pretty sure. Um, so is Devin Booker. Fun fact: Devin Booker. uh, So is Monte. Monte Ellis is number one. I think. Yeah, forty seven. I believe right. Yep, and Devin Booker scored forty five something as well. Forty five. Yep. Monte, yeah. that is one that I wish we were old enough to see, Monte Ellis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I love Monte Ellis, dude. I agree. Talk about a gem. Yeah. Miss him. But, you know, talking about dope teams, let's flip Let's flip the, uh, let's flip the script here. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Why are the Washington Wizards 8-3? and three? Because they're proving everybody wrong. They are, they are, actually, they're helping prove the point that Russell Westbrook sucks. That's what Man. they're trying to do. He doesn't suck. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. They're trying to prove the point. How about that dude, the Lakers made a bad trade? How about this? Montrez Harrell went from not getting PT to averaging 18 and a half. 
Maybe Frank Vogel's Which, not a good coach. To be fair, like, it hey, was, LeBron's not a good coach. To be fair, it was very stupid that he wasn't getting PT. But nonetheless, Absolutely. he, he had wasn't a, getting he was PT. Off like a career year. He's coming off like a career year off the bench with the Clippers. And then the Lakers yeah. sign him and then play him. Yeah. And he, how about Davis Bartan's only getting 17 minutes a game? That is criminal, in my opinion. That's that's the Montrezl Harrell effect. That's what yeah. that is. I, I feel like he should be getting more minutes. I don't think Daniel Gafford should be getting 20 minutes a game. I'm going to just keep it a buck. Um, no, He's an all-right NBA would... player, but Davis Bartan's is better. Yep. Uh, I think the problem is da- uh, that Daniel Gafford's the only center on the team right now. Yeah. Like, actual center. Because Thomas Bryant. I don't remember when he tore his ACL, but it was, like, not early in the year. So he could be out a while. Yeah. Sucks for him. He was looking good. Mm-hmm. Like, looking really good before he tore his I ACL. Agree. But, I mean, um, cool thing Cool thing about the Wizards are, though, man, they have... Hey, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They have 11 players averaging double-digit double, double digit minutes a game. So they are just running through their rotation. They're really, They're really out here. Like, they are just, they're really out here playing their whole team, giving a team effort, coming together and winning games. Yeah, something I noticed, Bradley Bill is, like, averaging a lot less. I'm like, man, is he just shooting bad or what? And, like, he is, but also he's just playing less minutes. Like like you said, they're just going, like, a whole team system, and it's obviously working. Like, whatever they're doing is working. And also, I think somebody that's going to be really good on that team, Corey Kispert. I was really just about Kispert. to talk about Bro, him, man. I'm really high on Corey Kispert. I can't believe the Spurs – Passed on him and chose that dude that I don't even know his name. That's how little I Jamarius know about Ramsey. No, no, no. That's he's on the Kings. Um, that was last year's draft too. You know who I'm talking about? The dude from Alabama that had like nothing on him, barely played, and probably shouldn't have been a first round pick. And the Spurs took him at like eleventh. Um, Moses Moody keeps popping in my head just because he's from the SEC, but I know Moses Moody went to Arkansas and is on the Warriors. Um. Josh Primo? Yes. Yes. Josh yeah. Primo. Like, not a first-round pick, but everybody thought he was, and then the Spurs took the bait even. Yeah. Like, Corey Kispert is such a better prospect, in my opinion. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I agree with you, man. I do. I, I think Corey Kispert's going to be good. For sure. I do, too. I'm super high on Corey Kispert. Of course, me and you could, that could bite us in the butt, but I'm sticking with it till I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm giving it time. And Denny of Denny of I don't even know how to say Denny Denny Avia. I'm saying Avia. I don't care. Denny Avia. I think he's gonna be really good too. I think that I agree. I like I kind of like that situation that they have. Like the Wizards, for example, is with the young players. They have time to like let them just kind of go at their own pace in in a sense. Like obviously they want them to pan out pretty like decently quickly, but they're not like all right, start average twenty right now. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the player headshots of Wizards, and tell me why Raul Neto looks like Bucky Barnes. That he man, does. that he man looks, looks exactly <laughs> like him. That man looks just like Sebastian Stan, dude. That is crazy. Hey, props to Raul Neto. I really thought he'd be out of the league after one year with the Jazz, but he's been he's dude, been grinding he's out that just, roster spot. He is just here, dude. He's really out of here getting these roster spots, man. You know what he is? He's like old man Andre Miller. That's yeah. what he's like, dude. He's like he's Sebastian Telfair. He's just sticking around. Actually, he's not like Sebastian Telfair. Sebastian Telfair's in jail. Oh. Because of that fraud. Oh, Tony Allen. Oh. I don't know if they're actually in jail, but they are in some trouble. Yep. They are. Oh. They are that. Like, why would you even, like, do that with the... Why would you even... What did they do? Money launder? Is that what it was? Yes. 
Yes. You're That's rich. Exactly You're ex NBA player. So like, the only one I know that for sure isn't rich is Darius Miles. He blew all his money. So mm-hmm. I get why he did it. But like you never hear about Tony Allen blowing his money. So why did he do it? Yeah, I don't know. I know Big Baby Davis is broke too. He looks like a greasy <laughs> dude, and I don't like him. Oh put my! Him, put him behind bars, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Him and uh, what's his name? Kirk Heinrich, bro. Ugh. Greasiest looking guys, bro. <coughs> when we say greasy, we just mean literally they just look dirty. <laughs> and, like, oh my god! Hey, speaking you know of, hold on before. You say that. Let me say this. You know what's crazy? What's Kirk that? Heinrich definitively greater than, greater than, greater than Big Baby Davis of basketball. Just like, nah. Fact. Sorry, Kirk Heinrich is the one player that I absolutely hate. Can't can't agree. Yeah, no, I can't, dude. I hate Kirk. Okay, Heinrich. that's fair. You want to know why I, I hate like Kirk him. Heinrich? Listening. Because his goggle ass in two K eleven would always clamp me in my career, and until until this day, I just he'd hate ruin him. you. He'd ruin you. I hated him. I still hate. Go back to what but, you were saying. I'm sorry to cut you off. Though. Uh, Rui Hashimura isn't playing. Can't wait to see him back. Uh, I'm worried about him. Really? Because this is like turning into a Zion type thing as far as, not the weight, obviously, good God. Uh, but, like, he never plays anymore. It seems like they're always starting off without him. And they don't have him for a good bit. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's good when he's in, but when is he in? That's fair, man. That's like, fair. That is the positive, similar to the Zion thing. He is good when he's in, but you want him in all the time. Yeah. You hey, tell just... me, tell me why this man, tell me why this man Zion was born in Salisbury, North Carolina. He's been doomed from the start. He literally Bro, he was sweat, born. He sweats that Salisbury State gravy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. Ugh. That is that is funny, dude. No, I really hope Zion is just trying to eat his way out of New Orleans and he's not actually just killing his career. I wish he wouldn't do it this way, but I hope I I like watching Zion play as much as I don't really love him. Yeah. I like watching him play. He's entertaining, so I really hope that he's not just like unintentionally killing his career. I would hate to see that. Yeah. Speaking of killing their career, Nikola Vucevic who wasn't playing the hottest uh, to start this season, he is actually on the uh, 10-day COVID protocol list. So he's out for 10 days, possibly 14, if he doesn't return a test to a negative test within 24 hours. And, uh, yeah. Are the Bulls concerned? Probably not. He wasn't playing that well to begin with. I would just expect Alonzo and Alex Caruso's numbers to go up. But Love maybe... Maybe a little worrisome considering you have the paw out for the year and now you have Nikola Vucevic out for maybe two weeks. That's a lot of games that are covered in the span of two weeks. What do they play, like four games a week? Yeah, it's it's getting heavy. The schedule's definitely getting heavier because, like, I noticed me and you talked about that. Yeah, that midseason push, they'll play five games a week. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of back-to-backs in the first two weeks, but now they're getting into back-to-back territory again, playing a lot mm-hmm. of games. So, yeah. um, I'm... I like Vucevic on the Bulls, but at the same time, maybe shop him just because he's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like yeah, they can like get it's somebody working, just right? as important like, to that. It hey, works, yes. Like, they're 8-3, and three, but I think it wouldn't be the worst idea to try to get a rim-protecting center. Um, And somebody that's younger as well. Yeah. he is 30. 
31, but right? to be fair, they could give now that uh now that Vucevic is definitely out for two weeks, they might give Alize Johnson the keys. And Alize Johnson is not that great of an NBA player, but that is one thing he can do is rim protect. Yep. Um six seven power forward, he can jump out of the gym. So, you know, you're looking at potentially maybe a maybe a good maybe like a diamond in the rough there. But I'm trying to think of centers that have, they could get and I just can't. But you have DeRozan here, who's averaging twenty six. He's having just Bro. an absolute year. This is like a career year. Yeah. Pretty close. Like I don't I think, remember I think the him ever. He averaged, like, I think the highest he averaged twenty seven point seven on the Raptors. I'm gonna go. That's check. What I'm saying I know he never averaged thirty for like a full year. Twenty seven point three was the highest he's yeah. averaged. That's what I thought. This is like getting borderline career year for DeRozan as he's like what thirty three now. Uh, is he that old? Thirty two. Just turned thirty two. Yeah. So I mean, up there. Yeah. And for again, I will state this every time we talk about him. For a man that can't and won't shoot threes. The fact that he still scores 26, it just is beyond me and will be forever. Hey, but he's making almost a three a game now, shooting 35% from three. He shoot better from three than Zach Levine. So that's the kicker is that DeRozan these last two years has realized I can't shoot, so I'm just going to cut it down, right? Yeah. He's not trying to jack up five threes a game because he doesn't care if he gets better anymore at shooting threes. Why would he? He has literally perfected the mid-range ISO game. Mm-hmm. At, even at his age where nobody can stop him most of the time. Yeah. So why would he? Why would he start shooting threes? Doesn't matter. Does yeah, not matter. He definitely shouldn't. But um I really hope to see a little more production out of Io. Uh you know, I was high on him if you guys know dating back to whatever the draft uh episode we did June. was. June, yeah, dating all the way back to June. Um I was really high on Io Dosumu and he's not really providing uh, it is his rookie year. He was a second round pick, right? He was thirty fifth overall, if I'm not mistaken. Thirty yeah. eighth. And he's overall. not a big. He's not a big role there currently. Yeah, yeah, not a big role. But I mean, I would like to see him do just a little better so he can take that sophomore year uh leap. But you know, end of the day, it is what it is. Bulls are doing good, so. Yep. It, honestly, you might want to shop Vucevic, but if nothing's there, I'd say just run it. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't shop him because he's bad. I'd just shop him just to see if you could keep... See what's get, out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, if, you could get, if you could get Vucevic out of there for someone like Andre Drummond and a first-round pick, mm-hmm. maybe two first-round picks, that'd be a pretty yep. worth trade because that's exactly yep. what you need, a guy like Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is probably... It's funny because he's so one-dimensional in the fact that all he can do is rebound and play defense. But it's funny because there's a lot of teams that need that right now. Yep, and I think the Sixers would love to have Vucevic because when Joel's out, he can fill that void better than most could. Yep. Better than Andre Drummond could. Yeah, I agree. Well, depending on the aspect. The Sixers are more the Sixers are more of a defensive team, so they probably would rather him fill the scoring aspect of Embiid being out. Um But but yeah, there is a lot of teams looking for defense right now, and it's kind of crazy. The center position is like probably the shallowest position in the league, I'd say, as far as like like there's a lot of them. Obviously, it's NBA. There's one on every team, two on every team. But like actual good players that make a difference, there's probably maybe fifteen. Yeah, I agree. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's um, a big maybe. Uh, and before we move on from the Bulls here real quick, I'd like to say one thing. I could not believe when I found this out yesterday. Alex Caruso told the Lakers he'd come back on a cheap deal twice, and they told him no. 
Wow. That baffles me. Uh, yes, yeah. Crusoe is not the best player ever, but he is a very solid role player and had given the Lakers very valuable minutes. And if I'm the Lakers, I'm taking the young dude for cheap every time, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, and you I know mean, what? Good yeah, for him, though. Yeah, I mean, he's young. He plays with a lot of heart. He's got bounce, an incredible amount of bounce. And, yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. He definitely belongs in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, to move on. Remember when Tyler Hero made that absurd statement that he was on the same level as Trey Young and Luka Doncic? Uh, yep, I know. I think he scored over 25, like, four times this season off the bench. Dude, I was giving McKenzie so much, uh... So much mess Grief. because he played really bad in the sophomore season. Now he's out here averaging 21 a game without starting a single one of these games. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, he's kind of he's got the Lou Will syndrome where he's playing starter minutes, but he's coming off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, he, I mean, he is averaging 20, almost 21 points a game. Four assists, five rebounds, no blocks, half a steal. So, I mean, the defense is kind of meh, but when you're averaging that, who really cares? You know what makes me mad? What? What's that? I'm looking at the Lakers heat box score, right? Yeah. And, you know, Tyler Hero scored 27 off the bench, 11-22, 5-8 from three, four rebounds, three assists. Let's see, did he have any steals? Nope, no steals, no blocks, whatever. That's not his job. Anyways, the first thing on here on the recap, Tyler Hero misses two clutch shots, no T. Mm. Like, bro, they're not getting into OT if Tyler Hero didn't step up with Jimmy Butler going out. He played really well, and you're going to highlight that he missed shots in OT? Yeah. I hate and the fact that that, that, team, like that the fact that that team already with Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Markeith Morris, even Dwayne Dedman is putting in meaningful minutes. Max Strauss, Love Dwayne too. Dedman. Love that guy. Um. The craziest part about it is they are still missing Victor Oladipo. A name that almost seems like a ghost nowadays with how little he actually plays. Mm. But he can still make a very meaningful impact if he wanted to. I remember when Victor Oladipo was averaging like 25 for the Pacers and got a fat max deal and deserved every bit of it. I remember when Victor Oladipo and Michael Carter-Williams faced off when they were both rookies and they almost both put up quadruple doubles that was probably the best regular season game i've ever seen yeah that was that was crazy mike carter williams is on the magic now right they switched roles yeah uh also speaking of teams that should have been better real quick that thunder team with all depot young all depot and healthy all depot and westbrook they should have been a better team Obviously, yeah. Aldebo hadn't taken his full step yet, but he he took his full step. It happened to be right after that year, so I think they should have been better. They should have been better together, at least. Yeah. But um, what do you what do you think about your boy Russell Westbrook so far? Man, it's not pretty. By all means, it's not pretty. But I mean, he's kind of getting it done. You know, I mean, he's averaging 20, I think. I hope it's 20. Jeez, I hope it's 20. I I think... 19.3. Oh, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, dude, 19.3, 9 boards, 9 assists. Oh, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. come on. That's normal Westbrook stuff. 
You had, yep. dude, you had me scared for a second. Yeah, dude. No, I was just talking more about his turnover still being at an all-time high. That's gonna, his... that's just gonna happen with him. That you're just gonna get that with him. You know, like that's just something you gotta you gotta bite. You know, every player has that. You know, when you're talking about Kevin Durant, you know you're gonna have the uh, the inconsistency on defense. When you have LeBron, you're gonna have your inconsistency in the clutch time. You know, when you're talking about Steph Curry, you're gonna have your inconsistency in the whole final series with no Finals MVPs getting clamped by Fred Van Vliet. You know, hmm. you're just... all. Every star player has one weakness, and the fact with Russell Westbrook is that sometimes he gets a little too pass-happy, and he'll just turn the ball over. Yep. That's just gonna happen, you know? Like, yeah, it sucks. I wish he could tone that down, but at the end of the day, does he really even need to? Um. Also, absolutely criminal. Sorry to interrupt. That Russell Westbrook did not make the All Star game last year, and he averaged twenty two, eleven, and eleven. Russell Westbrook, as much as I don't love him, he does get criminaled on all the time. Yeah, there is always some wrongdoings to this Russ. man has literally averaged a triple double for four out of the past six seasons, and we're still clowning him, man. He literally made triple doubles less meaningful than they should be because he gets them so often. Yep, I don't clown Westbrook on that stuff. Like, I don't think he's a stat patter and all that mess. That was one of the wildest things that ever came out about him. I just really don't like how inefficient he is at times. One thing that really bothers me right now about him is he's shooting 65% from free throw. I can't get over it. Uh, he's somebody that goes a lot. Yeah. I, That's, I, I can't mm. get over that. That bothers yeah, me so bad. That is kind of rough. Um, I, I agree with you on that. It is kind of rough. Um, 28% from three. Doesn't really surprise me. He's not a great shooter. He needs to f- take over that DeRozan mentality of just shooting like two to three and just calling it good. Yeah. I don't know why he's still jacking like that. Pause. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as much as, much as he shoots... Inside the paint, he should be shooting better in 41%. That's just always been my knocks against him. Like, he should be shooting better from certain areas than he is, right? Yeah. That's it. That's my. That's all my That's all my grief ever is with Russell Westbrook. He is a good enough player to be more efficient. I think he just kind of, like, he gets pass happy. He just gets shot happy. Like, he is just, like, it's all, he just, like, puts his head down sometimes. Like, I'm shooting the shot. I don't care who's in my face. Or how open it is. He just like it's like he gets that mentality. If he could just change that and just oh man. He nobody would talk bad about him, I don't think. If he could just become a little more efficient. That's true. Um But I think we've gone forty three minutes, man. If that's I was about to say, what else what else do you have? I, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I have that everybody should start looking at the press book he picks if they aren't already. Sometimes yeah. they're good. And so this that's week, all that's all Gert, man. I, I don't have anything to do with that. That's Gert's uh contribution to the brand. He uh he's really into that stuff. So uh yeah, go check that out on the press breaker Twitter. Let me go see what my record is this week. While he's doing that, uh, big announcement guys. We have yeah. launched our Teespring storefront so you can now purchase merchandise. We have T shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, and a nice coffee mug and a sticker. I know for a fact, as soon as this podcast is over, as soon as I'm hitting that stop record button, I'm going to order a coffee mug. Coffee um, mugs look sick. Yeah, the co- the black coffee mugs look really, really sick. 
And um, I'm going to try to work something out with Teespring uh, for next episode, guys, to get you guys a discount code to use up until Thanksgiving or Black Friday or something of the sort. So if you do want to purchase merchandise, but you're a little skeptical on the prices, um, I I should hopefully have a discount code for you guys um, for next week. Um, but I'm not going to make any promises, but I hope I can. He's but working. That's, speaking working speaking of the prices, we made the prices extremely low compared to other brands, other uh, other companies, because you know we're we're a new brand. You know, we're a small brand, so I'm wanting to make the merchandise cheap so more people will rep it, which means more people will be supporting us, and hopefully our brand can grow to be bigger and we can come out with cooler stuff for you guys. But all the all the money earned through the merchandise, we make very minimal profit. But all the profit that is earned is going straight back into the podcast, guys. New equipment, new setups, new logos, new merchandise, new stuff like that. So a lot of the early uh, profits that we make, we won't be pocketing any of. It'll be going straight back into the brand. And um, yeah, guys, if you do want to support, go over as soon as as soon as this podcast is on the air. Um, the link should be live in our bio um, on Twitter. You can follow us there at press underscore breaker. Should be a website link uh, to Teespring to our storefront, and you can purchase whatever you want there. If you do end up purchasing something, screenshot it, tag us on Twitter. We'll follow you back. We'll thank you. We'll do whatever. Um, so anyway, guys, yeah, thanks for supporting. Uh, and Gert, what do you got on the overall? I am ten and three this week. He's kind of killing it, man. So. Yeah, we are looking good this week so far. Uh, of course, I've probably just jinxed myself, but that's the game. So I hope I haven't. But you know, I've got nobody will see these. Nobody will hear about these picks till tomorrow morning, so it's too late. But maybe you can go check them if you're listening. Go check them, see if I hit them, because I probably won't update till late in the afternoon. But I hope we hit them, or at least, uh, at least we win. Right? We at least want to go positive. That's yeah. that's the goal. You never want to go negative. Yeah, that, that's the name of the and game. I have, stay I have not gone negative this week. I went two and two. That's the closest I've gotten to negative. But we are we're right there. Yeah. So, but Killing yeah, me. good episode. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Yeah. Thanks for watching. As always, um, big twentieth episode next week. Uh, like I said, hopefully I can get a discount code. If not, I apologize in advance for that. Anyway, guys. Yeah. Like the podcast. Subscribe. Favorite it, share it, do whatever, man. Go check out the merch store. We're gonna have different designs coming in all throughout like the year and all next year and stuff. Uh, probably no timetable on when new designs are gonna come out. We're just gonna kind of come out with them and announce them. Uh, there's probably not gonna be any hype built around it. We're just not that kind of brand yet. We don't have that kind of traction. Anyway, guys, I'm done talking. Uh, I'm, tune I'm in. I'm done as well. I'm ready. To Nine a.m. Eastern every Friday. Anywhere where you get podcasts. See you guys next week. Stay safe.